Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Quest for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Ed Slover, and I'm fiercely passionate about getting better every single day, both for myself and the people that come into my world. Before we start, if there are any fathers listening to today's episode, happy Father's Day. And thank you so much for the contributions that you make in the lives of your kids. That contribution cannot be understated. So thank you, and once again, happy Father's Day. In today's episode, which is the final episode of season one of the Quest for Life podcast, I'd like to read you a number of love letters that I've written people past and present in my life. And before we begin, please know, and if you know me, you know this, but if you don't know this, please know that I'm not an overly sentimental or touchy-feely person. So bringing these thoughts and feelings into a public forum makes me feel quite vulnerable. But as we've discussed throughout season one of this podcast, we don't grow amid comfort. We grow amid discomfort. We grow amid messiness and vulnerability. So I'm putting myself out there. So let's get started. I've written five letters. They're not very long, but they really touched my heart as I was composing them. And the first one really addresses something that has shifted in my life over the last number of years. Um, Most of my adult life, I wasn't unapologetically communicative about my belief in Jesus Christ. I've been a Christian all of my adult life, and I had an on-again, off-again relationship with God. But in the last number of years, I've really developed a meaningful relationship. So the first letter is to Jesus, and it goes like this. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for the countless prayers answered and blessings that you've brought into my life. I am so gratefully abundant and abundantly grateful for you and the strength you give me every day. The peace that comes with knowing that I'm not alone during dark times gives me the resiliency to keep pressing into the struggle. You ground me with the knowledge that you're always by my side. You've also taught me that with blessings comes the responsibility of doing right by the gift and the gift giver. I've learned that when you bestow blessings, it requires me taking those blessings and doing something with them. You've entrusted me with them, trusted me to do well for them and care for them. And in doing so, I hold the belief that if I do those things well, you'll bestow even more blessings. All I need to do is point to anything in my life and know that you brought it about from my career to my family to my friends past present and future i know you provided those gifts and i can't thank you enough you're the model to which every person should live their lives and i am so proud to be able to say out loud and unapologetically i am a believer in you i have no doubt that my faith walk has many more miles left and I look forward to you joining me on that journey. Your love is undying and unwavering, and I thank you for that. You are my king, and I love you. The second letter brings it out of the ethers, out of the heavens, and a bit more down to earth. The second letter I wrote is, uh, is to my dad, Chuck Slover. 
Dad, I can't begin to thank you for the influence you've had in my life, despite me only having had a little more than 12 years with you. You taught me that when the chips are down, a real man stands up. You taught me to think before I speak, which admittedly has been a blessing and at times an ad abject failure, um, but it was sage advice nonetheless. You taught me the importance of fulfilling obligations to your family, even if you didn't necessarily enjoy what you, you were doing career-wise. You taught me how to treat your wife. And despite too many missteps uh, on my part and on that point, you role modeled it enough to where I now get it right more often than not. You showed me what it means to be a good man, which for me is the highest ideal any man should strive for. I wish you were here to have seen how my life has turned out, to have met my wife, and to have had a relationship with your grandkids. I do, however, know that you see us, and I also know that you are inundating Jesus with sports trivia in heaven all day, every day. I love you, Dad. The third letter is to my mom, Connie Shoemaker. Mom, Trying to describe what you mean to me defies words, despite the moments growing up when all I wanted to do was to get away. Perhaps hormone fluctuations from both of us contributed to that, but be that as it may, we learned, my sisters and I, we learned that when dad was sick, the, the grace that you possessed, the poise that you possessed. You became the, a rock for our family in the face of overwhelming adversity. It was your struggle that got me through some of the darkest situations and darkest times in my life. You taught me along the way to think critically about things and to question the prevailing wisdom. You encouraged me to blaze my own path and always making sure that I knew Jesus was walking along that path with me. You let your kids be who they were and never tried to make them something that they weren't. Your commitment to your family, your values, and your faith are the things I admire about you the most. I love you, Mom. The fourth letter to my girls. Jocelyn and Evelyn. Girls, what can I say? The both of you bring so much light and love to my life. I've often said that our language is too primitive to adequately describe the love we feel for our children, which is why we defer to cliche. And I know that I have isms like that, but no truer words really have been spoken. The two of you just bring absolute joy to my life, to Carolyn's life, and to the lives of your friends uh, and, your, and your teammates. More specifically, Evelyn, you came into my life over nine years ago. And while some of the early years had their rough moments, we found our footing. You are a bright, beautiful young woman who lights up every room that you walk into. You're quirky, you're quick-witted, you're incredibly intelligent, and you have one of the kindest hearts 
of anyone walking earth. You're unique and you're your own person. Don't ever change that for anyone or anything. I love you. Jocelyn, I cannot begin to tell you how proud I am to be your dad. It's an absolute privilege I take very seriously. I truly don't know what I did to deserve the chance to be your dad, and I thank God every day for that blessing. It's been a remarkable journey the the last 12 years since I got full primary custody, and it's a, a journey that I would gladly do over again, despite all of the uh, all of the pain and the emotional wake that was caused um, by your uh, biological mother that you didn't deserve and that you still don't deserve, and yet you've come out the other side better for it. You're crazy smart. You have a terrific sense of humor. You're strong in will and spirit. People feel the energy that you possess when you walk into a room. And you know what you value and you hold true to those values, really in an unwavering and uncompromising way, which is unique for a 14-year-old. Your definition of you're the definition of what it means to be a good friend, a good teammate, the definition of what it means to be loyal. You make being a parent easy. And you mean the absolute world to me. I love you, Jocelyn. The fifth and final letter I wrote was for my wife, Carolyn. And my nickname for Carolyn is Colonel. Not sure where that came from exactly, but she's the boss. So we'll, just, we'll go with that. Colonel, where do I begin? Do I begin with the fact that you are the best person I know? Do I begin with the fact that you're an unrivaled mother to our girls? Do I begin with the fact that you have one of the most giving hearts I've ever known? I'm positive that it doesn't matter what I begin with. Any or all of them end up with an apt description of why I chose you to be my wife and continue choosing you every day. And as with all relationships, we certainly had our struggles. We've been at the precipice. We've been at the edge where we could have chosen a different path for our respective lives. And yet, despite the adversity, despite the arguments, and despite the distance at times, we've always found our way back. I thank you for that. I thank God for that. I know I can do a better job showing you how much I love you. I could do better at being less stoic. I could do better at not getting frustrated at the little things. Please know I am trying. I am trying to get better in every area of my life every single day because you deserve it, our family deserves it, and our marriage deserves it. You make me want to be a better person. You make me want to be a better man. You inspire me to live up to my highest standard of wanting to be a good man. And whether you know it or not, you being who you are without qualification or apology has softened my heart. Your presence in my life, which is nothing less than a blessing from God, 
has allowed me to become less cynical and less jaded. Your presence in my life inspires me to pull our ideal future into our present. Your presence has been instrumental in bringing me closer to God. And whatever you, whether you believe it or not, every word of this is true is fact. Every accolade you receive from your family, friends, coworkers is true, is fact, and is unquestionably deserved. At the time of this recording, we've been together more than nine years, married a little bit more than seven. Here's to another 50 years, darling. I love you, Carolyn, and I can only imagine living my life with you in it. As we wrap up season one of the Quest for Life podcast, I can't help but admit that I didn't know what words would come forth writing any of these letters. I can say definitively, however, that they don't begin to capture the breadth and depth of the intensity of my feelings. And these letters also leave out a whole host of other people that mean a great deal to me and that I love very much. And while I never have been the sentimental type, I've learned and accept, accepted as I've gotten older that it's important to tell others I love you when you feel impelled and convicted to do so. In fact, I encourage you to say uh, I love you to the point of you know when it gets a little bit weird, not creepy weird, but but in a brotherly or sisterly way with your friends or your family. Another way of saying this is don't let moments go by when you have the chance to communicate the love you feel for someone. And as the old adage goes, life is too short. Don't let these moments when you have the chance to say, I love you, pass you by. Things happen. And the last thing we want is to risk living with regrets. If you love someone, tell them without expectation that you get a reply. Write them a letter, compose a text, write them a poem, maybe even write a song. Heck, even perform the song, sing it in front of them. That's vulnerability right there. Show these people that you love the most, that you care about the most, that you appreciate them through your words and actions. Make commitments and keep them. Remember, each person in your life is a gift from God, even those that we find to be the most difficult and challenging ones. Give thanks every day for your blessings. For me, my daily prayers and affirmations always include being thankful for past, present, and future blessings with an ending that goes like this. Thank you, Lord, for everything. I have no complaints. And as we put a close on season one of the Quest for Life podcast, I can't begin to thank each of you uh, listeners enough for your support and encouragement. Thank you so much for joining the conversation. I love you all. I wish you Godspeed. And I'll see you in a few weeks with the launch of season two. Take care for now, fellow questers.